acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that believes there's no time like the present to learn about the past. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're looking at a milestone in the history of personal computing. The day when a tech company launched a new piece of software and forever changed the way we work and play on our computers. The day was August 24th, 1995. Microsoft launched its revolutionary Windows 95 operating system. The long-delayed, much-anticipated release was marked by midnight launches at electronic stores worldwide. It was a costly piece of computer software, with each box of installation disks priced at $210, or just over $400 in today's money. But the high cost of entry was no deterrent to sales. Microsoft sold 7 million copies of Windows 95 in the first five weeks alone, and went on to sell 40 million units by the end of its first year. The product's swift and sweeping embrace by the public secured its place as the most popular operating system in the world. In the early 1990s, Microsoft was at the top of the heap in the still-growing market of computer software. It had nearly 18,000 employees and boasted roughly $6 billion in sales. In 1990, its Windows 3.0 operating system had introduced the world to a new graphical user interface, one where applications were presented as clickable icons instead of as a list of file names. Then, in 1992, the company released Windows 3.1, which added new personalization options as well as multimedia staples such as screensavers. It would take three years for Microsoft to release a successor to Windows 3.1, but the company pulled out all the stops to make sure the wait was worth it. Executives even went so far as to commission music legend Brian Eno to create a short piece of music to play when the operating system started up. 
The result was a six-second track known as the Windows sound. Take a listen. Brian Eno took the assignment very seriously, producing 84 pieces in total. Ironically, though, he composed all of them on a Mac, later admitting, quote, I've never used a PC in my life. I don't like them. Borrowing features from its competitors, including Macintosh, Windows 95 was designed to make computers more accessible to the everyday user. One of its most notable additions in that regard was the now-famous Start menu, which was accessed through an ever-present button in the bottom left corner of the screen. Clicking it would bring up a handy list of all the various programs installed. And should you wish to run more than one of them simultaneously, there were new multitasking features to make that easier than ever. These included the now-familiar Minimize and Maximize window buttons, as well as a taskbar at the bottom of the screen, so that users could quickly switch between running programs. And since it was a 32-bit operating system, Windows 95 was also faster, smoother, and more responsive than its 16-bit predecessors. The increased memory capacity also allowed it to support long file names, up to 250 characters. And while that may not sound like a flashy feature today, it was a massive upgrade from the 8.3 character limitation of Windows 3.1. The operating system also came bundled with the Microsoft Network, or MSN, as well as the Internet Explorer web browser, two applications which served as many people's introduction to email and the Internet. Another major selling point of Windows 95 was the inclusion of plug-and-play functionality. This allowed the computer to automatically detect and install hardware, such as a keyboard, mouse, or monitor, instead of the user having to locate and install the right driver for each device from a disk. Features like that greatly streamlined the setup process for personal computers, making them more user-friendly than ever before. As a result, Windows 95 became the runaway leader of the OS marketplace, overtaking rivals like IBM and Apple, although the latter would return with a vengeance when it released OS X a few years later. For the time being, though, all eyes were on Microsoft, and the company's latest offering was one of the most hotly anticipated products of the year. Windows 95 went on sale at midnight on August 24th, and tech geeks all over the world braved long lines at their local stores to be among the first to try it out. New Zealand was the first country to reach the worldwide release date, and 19-year-old Jonathan Prentice of Auckland is believed to have been the first person on Earth to purchase the new software package. Of course, the launch day celebration extended well after the midnight release. Later that day, Microsoft chairman and co-founder Bill Gates gave a presentation at the company's headquarters in Redmond, Washington. He was introduced, in typically corny fashion, by the then-host of The Tonight Show, Jay Leno, and was then joined on stage for a demonstration by the entire Windows 95 development team. The event, which included a campus carnival, was attended by 500 journalists, 2,000 industry guests, and 9,000 Microsoft employees, roughly half of the company's sizable workforce. The New York Times referred to Windows 95's launch day hype as, quote, the splashiest, most frenzied, most expensive introduction of a computer product 
in the industry's history. And that was no exaggeration either. Microsoft had spent $300 million on the marketing campaign, which included such stunts as lighting up the Empire State Building in the Windows color scheme, red, green, blue, and yellow. The company also touted the OS's new Start button by airing round-the-clock TV commercials featuring the Rolling Stones' Start Me Up, which was not cheap to license. Windows' most infamous promotional tool, however, was a baffling hour-long instructional video that included a so-called cyber sitcom starring Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry from the hit show Friends. Copies of that VHS tape are a little hard to come by today and command a disturbingly high price in good condition. But thankfully, the whole thing has been preserved online in all its awkward, dated glory. Here's a taste. So, this is where the magic happens, huh? The ground zero personal computing. The nerve center of the world's biggest software company. I mean, the atmosphere resonates with anticipation of mythical achievement. Mythical achievement right now would be an unshoed number two pencil. Honey, we'll nosh soon, but if you want the job, spend some time looking at Windows 95. What do you know about the system? Uh, well, I dabble with the uh, old Windows a little mm. bit. Hmm. And you? Oh, I I'm still uh, mastering Pong. Hmm. Sweetie, why don't you sit in at Bill's terminal? Okay, so this is Bill Gates' computer. I mean, Microsoft officially ended its support for Windows 95 in late 2001. By that point, the company had already released a number of additional Windows iterations, with plenty more still to come. But due to the changing nature of the industry and the rise of Apple, none of those operating systems were introduced with nearly as much pomp and circumstance as Windows 95, the OS that made computing mainstream. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's show, consider keeping up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can get in touch directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... 
How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> 